I've got a little book over at the vicarage, uh, which is a commemorative tribute kind of a book on the Queen's 90th birthday a few years ago. A few organizations came together to put this book about the Queen and her faith uh, together and into print. And Her Majesty herself wrote the foreword, just the opening page to kind of give it her blessing. And in this foreword that she wrote, she cited uh, a poem that her father, the King, had used in one of his Christmas Day broadcasts, a poem that she herself has held dear for very long. And the poem says this. I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. As we've prayed already, I'm immensely thankful for the example of faith that Her Majesty has offered for so many years. For all of my life, she's been going about serving God's people and speaking uh, about her faith in him, anchored in her identity as a daughter of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the only true God. The poem that she used there leads us fittingly to think about Pentecost, the outpouring then and forevermore of God's Holy Spirit, God's presence amongst us, amongst all those who call Jesus Lord. It's something that we celebrate today and remember, but it's something that we live in light of every single day. It's not like we didn't have the Holy Spirit yesterday and now we do. This has happened. We remember it today. And we live in light of it forevermore. The poem says, give me a light to head into the unknown, the future. What's going to happen in this next year? Are things going to go up or down? What's going to happen with that friend of mine that's struggling at the moment? We've all got those unknown things, haven't we? Those things that we're praying into, those things that are on the horizon that we're not quite sure how they're going to go. Well, the poem says, give me a light to head into that unknown. But the response comes, instead of a light, why not put your hand into the hand of God? Rather than give you a little light of your own, which might go out when your energy runs out, which might get blown out by the circumstances of life, which might wax and wane. Instead of giving you a light, put your hand into God's and be connected forevermore to the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. All those who walk in me, with me, will see things rightly. And then it goes on to say, rather than trusting in a map, trying to plan out the future, chart your course, trying to predict everything that's going to happen and work out how you're going to face it, we all know that doesn't work. So rather than trusting in a map, put your hand into God's hand and let him be your guide. God is the one who knows the future. He knows what's coming. He's able to chart a course for us through it, into it. And so rather than giving us a map and say, do this and then do this and then turn there, he says, put your hand in my hand and let me instead be your guide. If you wanted a title for what I'm saying today, for the message, it would be United to Unite. United to Unite. Pentecost is this celebration where we remember the Holy Spirit being poured out, where we remember that God's presence is now with us. 
Remember the Old Testament where God's presence was in a very specific place, surrounded by different levels of temple paraphernalia, where the presence of God was there, unadulterated, undiluted. That's where the presence was. And one person, once a year, got to get close, got to get inside the presence of God. Pentecost is the day where that breaks loose, where the Spirit is everywhere, poured out upon all God's people for all time. Pentecost is the celebration that God's presence is with us now. It's almost as if the Holy Spirit takes our hand and places it into the hand of God the Father and says, be united with him forever. The Holy Spirit makes us united with God if we let him. He puts our hand in his hand. He puts God's spirit in our spirit. He puts our life in God's life. We become enfolded, united, together now forevermore. The Holy Spirit is the one who unites us in the love that exists between the Father and the Son. This brilliant, perfect life-giving love. The Holy Spirit gives us a glimpse of what that is. Romans 5 verse 5 says that God's love has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. He's the one that unites us with God's love, with God's presence, with God's peace, and ultimately with God himself. As we're united with God, we're not given a little candlelight of our own effort, but his brilliant holy, inexhaustible light shines into us. We don't need to muster anything up ourselves. We just need to receive the goodness that he gives us. And as we're united with God, who is light, he gives us the light that he is now and forever. It's the presence of God's Holy Spirit that makes us united with God. And of course, that's where I want to be. And I pray that's where you want to be also. Intertwined, enveloped in, united with God now and forever. And if you've called on Jesus, if you've enthroned him as Lord, if you've trusted in him as Savior, the Holy Spirit has been given to you. But the way the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit is to receive and go on receiving, to be filled and to go on being filled, to have and to go on having. So you might feel like you've got a bit of the Spirit today. The invitation is to step into even more, to let him fill even more of you, to let him show you even more of your being united with God. And if you want to be united with God, you wouldn't say that's a position that you're in today. The offer that's put before us all is God's outstretched, open hand. And he says, put your hand in mine. Walk with me. Let me guide you. Let me take you through this life. Be united with me forever. And all that takes is a prayer. And there'll be opportunity to pray to do just that at the end of this message. So first thing then, united. The Holy Spirit makes us united with God now and forever. The Holy Spirit places our hand in God's as we trust in him as Lord and as Savior. What happens then? What goes on then from that point? 
Well, I believe that as we're united with God, our call then is to help others be united with God. We're united to then go on and unite. The Holy Spirit works through us to see other people brought into the same relationship that we have. The Holy Spirit goes about using us to do in others what he's already done in us. God is desperate to be united with all of his people to be close to everyone that he made and loves. And the way that he seems to be going about it is to fill some that they might tell others, that they might respond and be filled, that they might tell others. And in this unbroken sequence, this web that weaves its way all across the world, we're praying that the glory of God would increase, that everyone would come to know him. And it starts with us. There's a Church of England liturgy that's often used at Pentecost. And at, right at the end of the service, having heard the readings, and having received communion, and having prayed that the Holy Spirit would fill us, there's these beautiful words, there's a call and response almost, committing ourselves to what we're going to do as we leave this place. The person leading starts by saying, empowered by the Holy Spirit, will you dare to walk into God's future? Trusting him to be your guide. And everyone responds, by the Spirit's power, we will. Will you dare to carry the light of Christ into the world's dark places? And everyone responds, we will. God's Spirit sends us into the dark places, the forgotten corners, the places where his light isn't well shining, where not many people seem to know about him. And if we're honest, the forgotten places, the dark places include here in Bury today, where thousands of people, the vast, vast, vast majority don't know Jesus. They don't know that there's a God who loves them, who sent Jesus to die for them, that everything that breaks this relationship can be forgiven and taken away. They don't know that there's an offer that God could be united with his people again and that that could be life and life in all its fullness. God sends us into the dark places of the world and that includes our streets, our neighborhoods, our workplaces, our friendship groups. And he says, you go united with me and show them what I'm like. On the day of Pentecost, we read in Acts chapter 2 that the disciples were all together in one place. They were worshipping and they were praying, just as Jesus had asked them to do. And then suddenly their prayers are answered. The waiting is over and the gift has arrived. The sound of a rushing wind comes upon them. Fire comes from heaven and separates to rest on each of their heads. They are all filled and all given the ability to speak in other languages. And then the watching world thinks that they're all drunk because they're so overwhelmed with the presence of God. The wind came and blew them out of the room into Jerusalem to tell other people about him. The fire came and sparked in them something which they went on to spark in many others, giving them this bright, burning, God-glorifying life. The ability to speak other languages enabled them to tell many, many other people about Jesus. 
not just those people who spoke their language or their dialect, not just those from their little region, but they could then go and tell everyone. All the people in all the known world could then have an opportunity to hear about Jesus. They were filled with God's presence that they might overflow it into the lives of other people. At Pentecost and with the coming of the Holy Spirit, we get to experience the fire of God and the spark and the flame of God. We get to experience the the filling of God, the ability to do things that we couldn't otherwise do, like speak other languages. We get to experience his gifts and his presence, overwhelming presence that might look to others like we've been overcome. And it's amazing. And my prayer for each of you is that you know the Holy Spirit more deeply, that he becomes more and more of a friend and has more and more of a part in your life. But the thing we have to remember is even with all of those things, the point is that it doesn't end with us. We're not just there to receive all of those things, to to feel the wind blowing on us and the, the tongues of fire that rest on our head. We're not just there to be overcome ourselves. The point then is that as we're united with God, we go on to do that for other people. We're united to unite. You might say that the direction of Pentecost is both inwards and then outwards. You might say that it's for us to enjoy and then to extend. It's for us to take in and then to take out. The Holy Spirit is not a gift to be enjoyed privately. The Holy Spirit is a friend to be known and then to be followed as he takes us out beyond ourselves to extend this to everyone. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, is immediately thrust outwards. Remember, as we've been considering over these last few weeks, this is a guy that isn't your number one evangelist. Because weeks ago, he was denying even knowing Jesus. And yet he's now been forgiven and restored and filled with the Holy Spirit. He's the first one out to tell the crowds what's going on. And he quotes from the prophet Joel, looking forward to this day, from centuries before. And Joel says this, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Joel says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, says the Lord. Pentecost will happen. You will receive me. And then all these great things are going to happen. You're going to see visions. You're going to dream dreams. You're going to prophesy, speak words of truth to other people about me. There'll be wonders in heaven and signs on the earth below. I'd say that's all being united with God and the effects of being united with God. And then did you see how it ends? And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We receive the Holy Spirit We're united with God and all the great benefits that that has. And then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how will they call if they haven't heard? 
How can they hear unless someone goes? How can they get to know Jesus unless we commit to telling them about him? Today, we know that all around us, thousands and thousands of people don't know Jesus. They don't know of a God who loves them or wants to be united with them. In your work, in your street, in your friendship groups, wherever you spend your time, are loads of people who don't currently know Jesus. And what Pentecost says is that when we're filled with the Spirit, God's going to unite himself with us. He's going to gift us with things that we need, other languages, so that other people can find out more. You are part of the plan for God's glory reaching the ends of the earth, for the gospel reaching down from heaven into every life. You are a part of this. And God's invitation is that you could be filled with his presence. You can enjoy that for yourself, gifted up, that you might then pass that on to others. To be honest, this is the reason why we came to Bury, so that this could happen again and again and again. So that we could join in with the work that God was already doing in reaching out and extending his outstretched open hand to more and more people in every corner of this town. To see churches built up as people come to faith. That we might send others to do the same in other places. It's why we're doing Alpha. So that people can be united with God themselves, deepened in their faith. So that next time when it comes, they can tell other people that they might go on the same journey for themselves. It's why when we gather in times like this, in times like Tuesday evening for soaking, we leave room for the Holy Spirit because we want him to spark his life in all of us, that we would burn brightly for his glory and other people would get to see it. It's why we've bought a leaving gift for all of the year sixes at the schools that we work in to help them navigate the journey into secondary school and to give them a reminder of our presence with them and everything that we've tried to teach them through worship, through assemblies and everything else that we've done, lessons. It's because we want what's been said to them to take root. We want them to know that there's a church here who loves them, there's a God who's for them, and that they can come to him for themselves. Obviously, this is just the beginning. And our dreams include so much more. But the plan is to receive the fullness of the goodness of God. And then to extend it with God into the lives of other people. Our vision is to see it in every sphere of Bury as it is in heaven. Well, that comes through the Holy Spirit. Seeing all the dark places lit up with the glorious light of Jesus. And we've always said we're going to do it with wholehearted devotion. People being united with God in their entirety. We're going to do it with transformational growth. People being gifted through the Holy Spirit. Upskilled, if you like. Given the ability to do new things for God's glory. And then we're going to do it by multiplying faith. Being guided by God to help other people be united with him. You can be used by God to reach into your world. You've got a great vantage point into your street that I don't have. Your workplace is only open to you and the few other Christians that might be there. You are uniquely placed to unite others with God. To be filled with the Spirit yourself today so that you can be overflowing with his life. That you might then pour it into other people. And I wanted to use this Pentecost as a bit of a rallying cry for us. 
Don't forget that we're here for the people who aren't here yet. Of course we're here ultimately for Jesus. We're here to worship him, to know the joy that comes in his presence, to know the fullness of life that he offers us now and always. We're here to be united with him, to worship him. But very quickly, when we're in the presence of Jesus, he sends us out to the people who don't yet know, to the people who haven't yet heard, to the people who haven't been given the opportunity of an encounter with God, where their life can change in an instant. And I want to pray for us, myself so included, that we would be sent again today, full of the Holy Spirit, full of the gospel, full of the joy that comes from knowing Jesus, and that it might start to spill into the lives of other people. The reason that we're here is to worship God and to enjoy him forever, and then to help other people to worship God and enjoy him forever. And my prayer this Pentecost is that as we're filled, we go on to spill. As we take in, we also then take out. Because this is not something to be enjoyed on our own. The Holy Spirit is a gift that can be passed on to everyone. Amen.